this is your host, Nisa Harris, and you are listening to Shomea Ve'ona Tehillim and Other Hebrew Texts Podcast, Episode 63. The following is the recitation of Psalm 57, aka Perek or Mizmor Nun Zion. After the recitation, stay tuned to hear more about this Mizmor. David Michtam Bevarho Mipne Shaul Bemaara Haneni Elohim Haneni Ki Vecha Hasaya Nafshi Uvitzel Knafacha Echse Ad Yaavor Havot Ekra Lelohim Elyon Lael Gomer Alai Yishlach Mishamayim Viyoshi Cheref So Afi Sela Yishlach Elohim Hasto Vaamito Nafshi Betoch Levaim Esh Keva Lohatim Bne Adam Shinehem Hanit Bechitzim Uleshonam Cherev Hada Ruma Al Hashamayim Elohim Al Kol Haaretz Kivodacha Reshet Hechinu Lif Amai Kafaf Nafshi Karu Lifanai Shicha Naflu Vitocha Sela Nahon Libi Elohim Nahon Libi Ashira the Azamera Ura Chevodi Ura Hanevel the Chinor Aira Shahar Odcha Vaamim Adonai Azamercha Bal Umim Ki Gadol Ad Shamayim Hastacha Vaad Shechakim Amitacha Ruma Al Shamayim Elohim Al Kol Haaretz Kivodacha Psalm 57 is David praying to be released from his enemies and unusually at the same time thanking Hashem for his salvation. Uh, there's a lot of beautiful details in this mismore that I, I need to touch on, so just bear with me. 
The background story for this mismoor is when David fled from Shaul to a cave, which actually happened two different times, one in Shmuel Aleph, Parakhaf Bet, when he and his men start their ongoing runaway from Shaul and end up in a cave in Adulam. The second time with a cave is Shmuel Aleph, Parakhaf Dalid, more well known when David and his men run to the caves in Engedi and Shaul, seeking a private area, happens to enter the same cave to relieve himself. There is the idea that his men were helping David to see that this was clearly a sign that David should take the chance to kill Shaul. David ends up creeping up behind Shaul and ultimately only cuts the edge of his coat, which, side note, some say he pays for later at the end of his life when he can't get warm. But I digress. And when Shaul is a safe distance away from the cave, David runs out and calls out, Why do you believe the people that say, I want ill for you? Hashem gave you into my hands in the cave, and people said I should kill you, but I had mercy on you, because I know you are the chosen one of Hashem, and I am not going to capture you. David takes an opportunity to share how he really feels about the conflict so that there is a clarity provided in an attempt to dispel anger towards him. This might start to explain the introduction with the word tashchet in the first pasuk, which could be an instrument, but also could mean don't destroy. This, as well as double language that is used throughout the Mizmor, suggests that David is not only asking Hashem to not let his enemies destroy him physically, but also demonstrating the inner struggle of not wanting to destroy his enemies, and furthermore, not wanting to do something to destroy his essence by making a decision that would haunt or change him at his core. In the third Pasuk, there is a phrase, La'el gomer alai, God will finish it for me, because ultimately he is Elyon on high, above the workings of this mundane reality. When he resigns to an understanding that even though Shaul may be deserving of death, as those around him are suggesting to him, and he possibly even agrees with, he ultimately does as much as he is capable of doing within good conscience and lets Hashem take over for the rest of whatever is meant to happen. This is more signifies a struggle of when to take action, when you have an opportunity to crush your opposition, and when to choose the higher road and attempt to reconcile differences. You can relate this sentiment of proving you are right somehow, etc., to people you have real enemy-level conflict with, or even within the context of a loving marriage. However, a subtle phenomenon that I feel needs to be called out in our culture today is the splintering of relationships based on politics or things like masks or vaccines, or even I've seen Dr. Seuss books becoming a point of contention and division to the point where families, long-term friends, and even WhatsApp groups are unable to discuss their opinions in a productive manner that can keep the peace. People in general seem to be in an adversarial mindset where they feel that their safety is in question everywhere and they seem to subconsciously feel the need to take action and 
quote, kill the other opinion, so to speak, as though that is something accomplishable. And unfortunately, in many cases, there is no attempt at reconciliation. And so the division grows. And really, it's a lose-lose situation. After discussing with my husband, I have come to understand that most likely the underlying issue for this stems from a shift in culture and an inherent distrust of the other, because ultimately trust comes from a place of predictability. So when I operate within the boundaries of the social norms, aka that which is predictable, no one freaks out because that is what is expected. For example, a person coming up to greet you with a kiss on both cheeks in France might be expected socially, but in America, it's not expected. And fear can be caused because intentions are unknown, me too era, etc. And the safety bubble of predictability is shattered in the unknown, right? When I open up and tell my spouse what is really wrong, like David told Shaul, I build predictability and trust, but only over time do we learn what is safe, that it's safe to have those encounters. I think recognizing this fear of being vulnerable along with understanding that we are subconsciously primed to distrust the other, this is key as, for, as a first step in reconciliation in a world that feels unpredictable. Simultaneously, if we give the benefit of the doubt and don't assume we know exactly their intentions and give room for real listening, active listening, this can begin to create healing. David in Pasuk 8 says, Nachon libi, ashira va'azamra. My heart is correct. I will sing and chant. In other words, he is at peace with his decision to the point where even though he's still in technical danger from Shaul, he has not destroyed who he is. He has created a trust within himself that he can be happy with his choices. And then, once he created that trust within himself and knows where he stands, in Pasuk 9, there is a well-known Pasuk, Ura Chavodi, Ura Hanavel, Vechinor, Aira Shachar, Awake, O my soul, awake. O harp and lyre, I will wake the dawn. I love how Rebizin Siegel explains this Pasuk, and her sheer on this psalm is worth listening to for more in-depth sources, but she explains the harp of David is David himself. He himself is the instrument that shows God's beauty in the world, and your soul is your honor. And people recognize the beauty that you emote. And so once you yourself are woken and feel the inspiration around you, then you are able to be a catalyst to inspire others, changing yourself in order to get out of the darkness of night and bring the dawn. Beautiful idea that I think connects back to our discussion in that we need to wake up and introspect about what decisions we can make that will first bring us closer to feeling like we are making the decisions and actions that are aligned with our kavod, our soul, our honor. And then, once we have done that, we have begun to rebuild trust within ourselves 
and learn to be vulnerable and can start to spread that trust and inspiration to others. Rebuilding slowly a culture that has had to deal with a lot of unpredictability and fear and distrust into one that can start to see people that that can in fact trust and share openly with and in good time, hopefully reconcile with, choosing connection over maintaining conflict. be able to feel deeply that our actions are in line with our core values and may our trust and connection within ourselves as well as with others grow and reconcile. The learning and recitation for this psalm is in the merit for Rufua Shalema for Karen Bat Miriam as well as David Yaakov Chaim Ben Chana Malka. Also for the continued well-being of my family who is about to go through some changes, praying for safety, health, physically, mentally, and spiritually, and peace of mind. Please stay tuned until after this quick break. that you would like to sponsor or if you have any questions please email me at nurseNisa1 N-U-R-S-E-N-I-S-A the number one at gmail.com also don't forget to join the Facebook group to be aware of upcoming episodes please subscribe and share thank you for joining okay.